Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? Unlike a car with its user's manual, we are born without instructions how to live. We experience life vicissitudes without a so-called user's manual. The Gita has been described as such a guide. These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda, which he has been delivering for more than 25 years. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have seen in the first six chapters described Jivatma. Obviously the science which we are interested in is that of the self. What is the nature of my being? That's the quest in learning Bhagavad Gita. That's what we are trying to learn. The self in Sanskrit, Atma. Atma, the self, is what I'm trying to figure out what it is. So the first six six chapters taught me what the conditioned self is, called Jivatma. You and I call myself, this is me, this myself, this is yourself. That self is conditioned by my perception of who I am. And that self, I call it myself. That I refer to my body, my mind, my intellect, and all the things which I have achieved is me. So that's Jivatma, as per Vedanta. That is nothing but a conditioned self, conditioned by this body, mind, and intellect. Just as this room space is space, just as the space outside. But I call this is a room space because it's conditioned by the room. The room is made up of four walls, a floor, and a ceiling. If you take one of that away, it's not a, not a room. But it is still a space conditioned by this conditioning which we have created. Space was always here. I created the conditioning. Now I call it a room space. Atma is Atma. I created conditioning as me. This body, this mind, this intellect is me. That they call it Jiva, Atma. So every conditioned being is a Jivatma. And who that is, is we have discussed in detail in the first six chapters. And say who I am, how I act with this world, what the consequences of in a manner of acting, how do I avoid sorrows and unhappiness, so we'll talked about all the things we talked about. Karma Yoga ended up into meditation is the culmination of that quest, which someone may say it's a Raj Yoga. So we started with Karma Yoga, graduated to meditation, the Dhyana Yoga, which is Raj Yoga. Now we need to know how do, where do I go from here? And where we want to go from here is I, under, I understood what the Jivatma is. I need to now understand who Paramatma is. Param Atma, Supreme Self, space, room space, universal space. I understood the room space is, but my mind right now can't grasp what the universal space is. So I now need to graduate from room space to understand the universal space. And my mind has to come to a conclusion what universal space is. And for that, I first start with understanding what the Jivatma is, or a conditioned self is, 
to the Paramatma, the Supreme Self is. So the next six chapters will tell us about Ishvara, the Lord, Almighty, who is the creator of this universe, who is in control of all the Jivatma. All Jivatmas are functioning because of Ishvara. All room spaces and all the rooms in the world are there because of universal space. But I right now only understand the conditioned self. I am not graduating to a universal space. From Jivatma, I am migrating to Paramatma. Paramatma, I may not understand him in its, in its essence. So I now need to come down to one level below him as the creator. Him is the controller of all the beings, that whom we call Ishwara. My friends who know me, they may not know me as an architect, but the, my clients know me as architect. So I can only relate to them in the relationship they understand with me. Or they can only understand me with the relationship they know me. I is the creation of the creator if I can understand my relationship with him, the creation and a creator, that's easier. Other than finding out who he is in all its entirety. So we'll start with Ishwara, the one who created this universe. As I and you can perceive, feel and touch. Which is called Prakriti in Sanskrit. The one who is in control of the Prakriti is Purusha. So the first six chapter, the next six chapters will do that, and that has to culminate into devotion for that Paramatma. For me to know someone in its in, in his or her entirety, and to identify with him or her, and that identification becomes love. For me to know Paramatma, I need to devote myself to Paramatma. I need to start identifying with that Paramatma. That identification will become devotion. So this six chapters will culminate into 12th chapter Bhakti Yoga, the Yoga of Devotion. We started with Karma Yoga. We graduated to Raj Yoga. We are now marching towards Bhakti Yoga, the Yoga of Devotion. So this first three verses, Bhagavan has now realized in the last sixth chapter, the last verse set up the stage and said, the one who wants to know even yoga, just a curiosity, I really want to know what yoga is all about, is he's better than the karmakandi, the one who is simply doing rituals. I'm a very religious person. I need to have my business run properly. Bhagwan's you know, grace I need. Early morning before I go to my job or work, or I need to do the puja. You know. Quickly, as quickly as I can, before 8 o'clock, I do puja and run. I'm done with Bhagwan today. Now rest of my time. Okay. Then I say, well, now the things are getting even hectic. So I actually asked somebody in India, really literally. And I said, well, what about puja? How do you do? Because you now go around as a job shopper, or what do we call it? He said, Neil, it's very easy now. I just go on online. And I have this website where it says, Ganpati Puja. The Ganpati's Murti comes in, there's Agarbati on the side, you click on the Agarbati, Agarbati lights up. You click on the lamp, the lamp lights up. And you click on the garland, garland comes on. You click on the Aarti and say, Jai Jai Ganesha. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, I can do it anywhere now. So. It's very, very easy. 
So we say, that's a karmakand. I decided that I have to do this for me to be on the good side of the Lord. Is a karmakand. Bhagavan said, even one who wants to know yoga is better than karmakandi. I may not have any interest in performing yoga, but I want to know yoga is I'm at least better than that. Then obviously that's say the yogi is better than a gnani, a tapasvi, yeah, or even a sannyasi. Because yogi is the one who has given up everything in terms of the fruits of actions, and is relying on the karma faladata to give him the karma falad. I'll do my duty as his vehicle. I'm just a nimitta matra. My actions are there because I'm empowered by the Lord to do this. I can speak because I'm alive. I'm alive because the consciousness is still functioning through this body. That consciousness belongs to the supreme consciousness. You and I are conscious of each other because the same consciousness functioning through me is functioning through you. If we had two incompatible programming, we wouldn't be talking to each other. You know, two computers don't talk to each other. If one is on Windows and some whatever the software language is, they don't talk to each other. But we can because the same consciousness is functioning through you and I. So Bhagavan said, therefore the one who has given up his sense of I am in control and will give him He's a yogi. And he's better than all of that. So now the Bhagavan says the Arjuna is all charged up and wants to know. The seventh chapter continues and says, it's a gnana, vignana yoga. Yoga of knowledge and wisdom. So what is the difference? We obviously had a discussion last time. Well, knowledge is gnana, vignana. Vignana, knowledge. Something which I know is gnana. Something which I do not know is obviously ignorance, agnana. You know. Then vignana is vishishta gnana. This is special knowledge. A normal knowledge is, I know you people are in the room. That's a knowledge. Because I can see and I can, I can vouch for it that you are here. That's a knowledge. The knowledge which I can perceive, feel, and touch through my senses is knowledge. But that knowledge we can process it and come to another conclusion is vignana. So this Swami Chidvananda Bhagavad Gita which I have here, because I thought I won't have the, this one. It basically says the gnana is a sight, requires a sight. In other words, the senses, vignana is insight. Gnana required tuition. Somebody to, for me to learn Bhagavad Gita, I had to go to Swami Chinmananda. I can understand myself. Let me understand it. So I understood. So I required tuition. The knowledge of what I learned required intuition. Music is the one which I really understand well because I have a lot of difficulty learning that. So I went to my teacher to learn that and he will say, Neil, do this sargam, this one, that, that one. And you know, Subhas says, it's too, too difficult. I know how to sing song. Leave me to that. I said, no, no, you need to do this sargam. And while I was doing it, it was so difficult. And, uh, and then he told me that one day it will come naturally to you. And you yourself will understand how to do it. 
And I didn't believe him, but it did happen exactly that way. Thing which I couldn't learn while he was teaching me, but I know what to do, came naturally to me at one point of time when I was, I was trying to practice it. And now I don't want to make any, any effort to figure out what it, what it is. Because it became my own knowledge. It became intuitively I know what it is. I asked my, my nephew, who is a prodigy, since, last, since he was about six years old, he can do any music he wants. And so I asked him, you know, Advait, teach me. How, how do I do this? He said, Uncle, I don't know how to, how to teach you. I myself do not know how I'm doing it. You know? I just know how to do it. You know? It's an intuition. So the Vignana is the intuitive knowledge. Once you gather the knowledge and absorbed it as your own, intuitively you use it for its right application is Vignana. So Bhagavan says, and sometimes it's translated, translated as wisdom. Wisdom is something you really don't sit down and say, well, let's do this X, this Y, then come to that. Wisdom is somebody says something and you know what to do with it. That's a wisdom. It's an intuitive knowledge born out of the knowledge which you have created, the experiences you have, and that wisdom you cannot claim your own. Because something in you has ability to grasp that knowledge that only you can do when you're alive. You can't do it when you're dead. You're conscious of it. Your consciousness is that entity who has the intuition. So Bhagavan said, I will tell you now. Mai asikta manaha partha. Yogam yunjan mad ashraya asansayam samagram maam yathagnasyasi tatsirna. So he is a promise to all the beings who really want to know who they are or who Paramatma is said. I will now listen carefully, O Partha, because now I'll tell you with, with, with tell you uh, what the knowledge and the wisdom is, but here are the prerequisites, you know. With your mind clinging to me, you know, and taking refuge in me, and practicing yoga, you will without any doubt know me in full. If you do three things Bhagavan said, I'm going to tell you what you need to know. Your mind should be clinging, your mind should be focused on me. You know. If I want to learn something, I obviously need to be focused on that. I want to find out how this, my Blackberry works, I need to be focused on me. I still can't use all the features on my Blackberry because I'm not focused, you know. I need to be focused on that. So if my goal is, let's go back to our goal. Our goal is to find out ourselves. I learned what a Jivatma is, but I'm not happy with it yet. I want to know what a Paramatma is. So what do I need to focus on? Paramatma. I need to be focused on what I want to know. It's not that Bhagwan is making a marketing you know, declaration. You only listen to me, otherwise you don't know. This is purely a statement of fact that unless you focus on something which you want to know, you won't know. So you want to know Paramatma, focus on me. Me the Paramatma. He is not Krishna, is Krishna as the Paramatma saying. Your mind should be single-pointedly focused on me. Taking refuge in me, 
Now again, this is obviously another marketing. You know, just you know, take my refuge and you'll be fine. You know, take his refuge in me. Paramatma is the one I want to know. I knew what Jivatma is and came to the conclusion that the Jivatma only exists because Paramatma exists. Jivatma cannot exist without Paramatma existing. A room space cannot exist without universal space existing. If let's say there is no space in this world, well the room space cannot exist. The room space is only there because the space exists. I as the architect could not create space. I can say, well, we are ran out of space. Let's import it from Hanover County. No, we can't do that. I can only condition the space which is there. So I as the architect has to tell you, that, look, if you don't have space, I can create. People do come to me, believe it or not, including my wife, and say, I want you to build a bathroom right here. And I say, Mina, there is no space there. He said, well, well, but then what is the use of you being an architect? <laughs> I said, I'm an architect, but not that almighty that create a space where it is not there. Once you give me the space, I can create a nice bathroom for you. But you are telling me I just have two feet of space and get me eight feet of bathroom. I can do that. You know, it's not, I'm not that almighty. <laughs> so I said, the fundamental fact is I can create space without the universal space. So the fundamental fact in Vedanta I learned if I, have, I had been paying attention to in the first six chapters is Jivatma only exists because Paramatma exists. That is my refuge. If I have, don't have that faith, you are not relying on Paramatma at all. Then Neil, don't give me all this. I am a self-made man, you know. I did everything myself. I don't need Paramatma. It's like me saying, I don't need sun, you know. Sun's energy for me to survive. I have all these gadgets which I'm going to be surviving with. Let the sun go away. Let the America take the missiles and somehow blow it away. Even then, missile is only working on the sun's energy in the end. The only energy in this world is the sun's solar energy. Everything else is nothing but a modification of that energy. So Bhagavan says, take refuge in me. Have that complete and clear understanding that I only exist because Paramatma exists. My existence is 110% dependent on Paramatma's existence. He does not exist, I am not there. So take refuge in me. That clear understanding in my mind that the entity I'm trying to understand is the entity is responsible for my being in existence. And the last one he says, and practicing yoga. And we already learned what that is, you know. Everything I do is as his instrument empowered by him and therefore the I have very limited ability to influence the outcome of my actions. I have ability to perform actions based on the capability of this instrument, this body, mind and intellect. As empowered by the Lord as functioning through my consciousness. But once I perform actions based on that, 
rest is not with not in my control the field on which i mean which i'm acting i have no control over the interaction which is going to take place i have no control over and therefore i have only a limited control over the actions and therefore i must leave the results of my actions to someone other than me and in this case i know who is almighty parmatma and therefore i must leave it to him that's karma yoga i say one who practices that bhagwan guarantees that he will come to know the self so the next one say gnanam te aham te vignanam idam vakshami asheshatah that's another you know uh, guarantee here see most teachers have which we have learned in all the stories that the whoever the martial art fighter the teacher taught him everything to the student the art of you know fighting but then the student realized that now he is almighty he is going to fight the teacher but teacher said well, i didn't teach you the last one you know so you will never be able to win me he he kept one the final one where he has a superiority over the student win his pocket you know so there is a suspicion that my teacher may not teach me everything he knows you know but once in a while that's not the case in my case but i'm not afraid of you you know mr jivatma so say, gnanam te aham vignanam i'm going to tell you the knowledge and also the vignana i can only go to vignana from gnanam i can only go from vig i can only come to an intuitive knowledge if i gather the enough information to internalize it to make it my intuition with me i just thought about it where did you learn that nilva i don't know i think i never learned from anybody i just came up with myself Now, it surprises me all the time because i do this bhagavad gita lecture for a long long time i sometimes think you know, i really came up by myself and really i'm very proud of myself that i thought about it the next time here swami uchinmanda lecture somebody's lecture is already there you know and i realized that i must have heard 20 years ago and forgot all about it but internalized it so now it comes to me as my own but everything that i know i learned from someone else so we want to give you the gnana which is the direct knowledge that i can get from vignana is up the parokshana i don't know which one the sanskrit word but it's in in direct knowledge one is the direct knowledge one is one is a paroksha and aparoksha so this i'm going to give you the direct knowledge first so that you know what the, what is the nature of the parmatma is once you know the direct knowledge where i can now say i see the parmatma right here here it is you know somebody came to ramana maharshi and say came pro, apparently what i heard is bbc or voice of america somebody traveled all the way from europe went to ramana maharshi and said mr maharshi I, i understand that you know god and you have seen god can you show me god ramana maharshi said of course i can he said show me ramana took his finger and start bending He said, "Can you see God?" The guy said, "No, I'm seeing your fingers." You know, he said, "That's God. You know, He's moving it." You know, <laughs> something which I can feel and touch is a paroksha knowledge. That something is that I will teach you gnanam. I'll tell you where to find me, where you can find me, and then I'll also do vignana. That you can internalize it, and now you intuitively know who God is. You know. vakshami asheshatah and i will not leave anything behind asheshatah there is no shesha you know in mathematics ganit we used to do 
in Gujarati, Hindi, Sesha, you know, 15 divided by 4, 3, what is Sesha? 3. Remaining 4 times 3, 12, what is remaining 3 in the Sesha? Remainder. So they, I will not leave any remainder in it. There will be zero balance at the end of it, Bhagavan said. Yad gyatna na iha bhuyo anya gnata avyayam avashishyade. Knowing that nothing more here in my world remains to be known. Right now, I know very little about it. Neil, do you know physics? Oh, yeah, I know. How about this particle? I know E is equal to MC square, you know. Just as Einstein knew, I also know now, you know. But there's a lot there which I do not know anything about it, you know. E is MC square is now a knowledge for me because somebody gave it to me. But it's not Vignan for me at all. Vignan means science in, in our day-to-day language, science. It's not a science for me because I can't use it. You know. Therefore, it is not Vignan. It's just a pure Gnan for me. Somebody gave it to me, I understood it. That's about it. So Bhagavan said, once you know this knowledge in this world of yours, there is nothing there to be known. There is nothing left to be known for you. In the last verse he says, Manushyanam sahasresu kaschit yatiti siddhaye yatatam api siddhanam kaschinmam vetti tattvataha And last time we discussed, well, this looks like pretty disappointing verse. Then why should I start when I know my chances of winning a lottery is one in ten million. Therefore, I never buy lottery because I know my chances of winning is one in whatever, 10 million or 1 million. I'm not that one. I conclude that before buying the lottery. So how many chances do I have? Zero. I'm not participating at all. He says, it is actually a statement of encouragement to you. It says, out of all these Thousands of people, and maybe Bhagavad Gita is written now, he would have said billions of people, you know. So, Manushyanam Sahasresha, out of these thousands of people, many, very few, tries even to understand this thing. So, first of all, the others are just leaving them out completely, saying, it's not possible for me. 99% of us are just writing it off, so Bhagavan will never, God will never be able to understand be understood. So let's not you know, waste our time. I'll be better off doing what I'm doing on a Monday, Sunday morning, as say, Dan would say. So, 99% they already discarded themselves out of the race. They are not into it. You know. Next, Kaschit Yatati Siddhaya. Yatatam Api Siddhanam. Even now, the, what is the 1% left? Kaschit Mam Vettetatvataha. Only few come to know me in my own essence. That's what we really wanted to do all of our life, knowingly, unknowingly. We want to know who we are. At the core of my being, there I call myself, who am I? But from the outset, I have, I, I have taken myself out of that understanding. Oh, I can I, I will never be able to know. Let's get out of it. Then if I come to the next level and say, I am at least trying to understand whether do I put the enough energy 
and enough time and enough whatever is required. As the first verse says, three things required. You know, am I focused on that? Am I really having completely, you know, dependent? In other words, I have come to the conclusion that that's myself, and then I'm am I performing the yoga as prescribed? So he said, those prerequisites. When I'm not doing it, obviously my chances of getting to the finish line is very scarce. So those who will hanging hang on to this will end to the finish line, which is will know me in my essence. He will know the essence of Paramatma. That's all it says. Bhagwan said actually, you know, Vedanta said, everyone knowingly or unknowingly heading towards realizing who they are. We are in a one-way street, marching from complete ignorance to a complete knowledge of ourself. There is no turnaround. Its only thing is whether if I am diligently going in the right direction or going in circles will decide how, how quickly I am going to get there. Once I have become this condition felt the Jivatma, the quest started from the day one. That we want to go back to the where we started from Paramatma. From the Paramatma we became Jivatma. I am now going back to the Paramatma. It is the rate of acceleration is in my hand. But guarantee is you may realize this in this life. You may realize in next life. You may realize in thousandth life from now or millionth life from now, but you shall realize. That's a guarantee in Bhagavad Gita. So Bhagavan said, why it is people are failing? Because of the lack of efforts. But once you put the effort, only one is going to win the gold medal in the Olympic. Does that mean the rest of the athletes should drop away and say, it's only one, and we are about thousand of us. You know. Why should we even try? No. All of them are going to try till the last minute to the drill. Then even after that, only one will win. But in this case, he may, this guy even guarantees better than that. Everyone will win the gold medal sooner or later. Your chance will come as long as you continue trying. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschidukha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo